This is a Bloomberg Quick Take. Context and background on issues of interest. Our focus is on the gathering storm over how hurricanes are measured with Bloomberg's Brian K. Sullivan. The situation. The Sampa-Simpson wind scale is the tool that forecasters use across the Western Hemisphere to measure the storm strength. And what it does is it ranks hurricanes on a continuum of one to five, with five being the strongest and one being the weakest. And this is all measured according to wind speed. So when the winds of a storm hit 74 miles an hour, it becomes a hurricane. When they hit 111 miles an hour, it becomes a major hurricane, Category 3. And then when it gets up into the 150s, um, that's when it becomes a Category 5, and, and it takes on that, that glowing red um, warning. Therein lies the issue. We have learned over the years that the real danger from hurricanes very often is not necessarily the strength of the winds, but the damage that comes from rising tides or floodwaters or rain after the fact. So how are new hurricane scales being developed to take those factors into account? Um, there's a couple different uh, scales out there right now that where people are looking at, um, you know, 50-point scales or 10-point scales, and they're, they're looking at, um, as you mentioned, the flooding rains and the storm surge that these storms push on. Sure, because it's the rains and the storm surge that are actually the one and two um, causes of most of the damage with the wind coming in third place. So as they try to craft these um, new scales, one of the problems is it's becoming a little bit overly complicated where the Sapa Simpson is, you know, one through five, and everybody can understand that. Um, these other scales are taking into consideration things like the size of the storm, the direction of the storm, the forward speed of the storm, um, whether the storm was strong two days ago and, and uh, you know, where it is now. Because all of those things will, will factor into how much damage these things will cause when they hit the shore. The background. One of the biggest problems with Sapa Simpson is that people just look at it um, in terms of the wind speed. Uh, you know, again, when it's Category 1, it's telling you that the winds are 74 miles an hour or so. Um, when it's Category 5, they're telling you that, you know, that they can rip down houses. The trouble is that as the storm nears the coast, the winds will often die down. And people think that the storm's weakening and they don't have to evacuate or they don't have to worry. But as we've seen in the past, there have been a number of examples where storms have weakened quite a bit as they've come closer to the shore. And yet, just because of their physical size, um, their previous strength, and the direction that they're, they're uh, moving, they've just caused catastrophic damage, um, both on the shoreline and as well as inland, where they just ring themselves out with feet of rain falling. And, you know, many people that would have been saved if they had left stick around and they get killed. Yeah. How long has the current Saffir Simpson uh, scale been around? Um, the Saffir Simpson scale itself was created in the 1970s by Herb Saffir, an engineer, and Bob Simpson, who was then director of the National Hurricane Center. Um, and it's evolved a little bit over time. Originally, they, they did try to include storm surge warnings in the scale, but they discovered in the late, uh, I think, 2008, 2009, that... Um, the storm surge methodology they were using wasn't really scientifically accurate, so they dropped it completely. And now what the scale is, is it's strictly a wind scale. What are some possible alternatives that are being weighed? 
Um, we've talked about the, the different scales um, that are coming out of uh, meteorologists. It's, it seems like meteorologists everywhere that I talk to are, are trying to come up with ways to really classify a storm accurately so that the public can get an idea of, of how powerful it's going to be. The problem is um, a lot of these things are just very, very complex, you know, uh, so they'll track a storm on 50 different points or they'll track a storm on 10 different points. And it'll, in recent years, there's been a real push by the meteorological community all over the world, not just in the United States, to really simplify these warnings for the public because they discovered that a lot of their warnings are overly complex. Uh, people don't understand them. Um, you know, if you look at the National Weather Service site, Strictly, they have more than 100 different colors they use to convey different uh, threats. And people don't always understand them. You know, what's the difference between a flash flood, a flood, a flood watch, a flood warning? You know, what's the difference between a, a, a hurricane warning, a hurricane watch, tropical, you know, et cetera? This has just become a, a, a major point across the entire community. You know, how do you tell the public that they're in danger and they have to leave? That's, yeah. the, that's the bottom line. The argument. All of these warnings, no matter whether they're hurricane warnings, tornado warnings, flood warnings, snow warnings, it's all about saving lives first um, and then saving property secondarily. Uh, you know, you need to be able to, to convey to the public there's a threat coming, you need to get ready, and you need to leave. And this is one of the things that folks talk about the positive side of the Sapper Simpson scale is that it is relatively easy to understand. If you live on the coast or if you live in harm's way of a hurricane and you, it's a Category 5, you know there's a threat coming and you need to take it seriously and you have to start looking for more information uh, that might be able to help you. So briefly then, what are the arguments for and against Sapper Simpson? The argument for Sapper Simpson is it's simply it's, uh, it's easy to understand People understand, you know, difference. Category one is is bad. Category five is terrible. Um, it's been around a long time. Uh, it's it's definitely um, in the public conscious. The the downside of it, of course, is that if a storm goes from a category four to a category two, people get the wrong idea and they think, well, that's all right. I don't need to leave now because it's not going to be as strong or as powerful um, a storm. And then they end up getting in uh, really big trouble. I mean, this is seen examples of this uh, time and time again. Hurricane Ike, for instance, was a major hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico. It weakened down to a Category 2. People start, started to think, well, it won't be that bad. And it ended up being one of the most costly hurricanes in U.S. history. For more on hurricanes or other quick takes, go to Bloomberg.com or for terminal customers, go to NIQuick. I'm Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio.